Dear Franny podcast is sponsored by Audible. Audible is the world's largest provider of audio entertainment. I myself have over 100 books that I have downloaded from Audible on my phone right now. And if not for Audible, I would not be able to keep up with all of the books and all of the podcasts that I want to hear because life is really, really busy. But with Audible, you can take all of your titles with you on the go. They sync across devices. And I love when you can listen to the author read their own book. So Arlen Hamilton, who was a guest on this podcast a few months ago, she wrote a book called It's About Damn Time. And I I loved listening to the audio version of that book and listening to Arlen's voice tell me her story. So I'm a big, big fan and a longtime subscriber of Audible. And as a listener of this podcast, you can get a free 30-day trial of Audible by visiting audibletrial.com slash dearfranny. Audible trial, A-U-D-I-B-L-E-T-R-I-A-L dot com slash dear franny when you use your trial you can cancel at any time no strings attached and the title that you get and you get two titles if you are an amazon prime member whatever titles you get you get to keep them you download them and you get to keep them forever even if you wind up canceling your membership but i don't think you will because it's that good so visit audibletrial.com slash dear franny hello and welcome to dear franny the podcast of uncommon conversations about love. I'm your host, Francesca Hoagie. Hello. The subject of today's episode, which is really about how to get a love attracting mindset, how to really have that just that mindset that really, really supports you in your quests for love and your journey for love. It's so, so important. So what do I mean by mindset and this idea of love mindset? So basically what your mindset is, whether it's about love or anything else, and and we have, you know, our, our mindset can be different somewhat from topic to topic, but whatever your mindset is, it is basically the filter through which you see possibility and reality. And what is your reality? So if you have a growth mindset, then you are going to see opportunities and challenge. You're going to, you know, make mistakes and then decide, okay, I want to learn from these mistakes. I want to grow. If you have, you know, conflicts in your relationships, you're more likely to say, okay, let's see how we can work through this. That's more of a growth mindset. If you have a more closed mindset or negative mindset or victim mindset, then you're going to see in every challenge more confirmation that, you know, life is so unfair or that this always happens to you or that this is always going to happen to you. You see less possibility in things because everything that you're experiencing is being filtered through your mindset. And that's not a judgment, by the way, because we all have mindsets that serve us at times and we have mindsets that don't serve us at times. So this is not a judgment, but this is just starting to understand the difference and how it can really help you. Because when it comes to love, your mindset is actually everything. It's actually everything. I mean, honestly, so many people ask me, okay, which dating app should I be on? Or, you know, what should I say in this text message? Or where should I go to meet more men? Or, you know, all of these things that are really valid questions. And by the way, like I've had those questions in my life. And, you know, getting the answers to those questions is certainly important and part of what I do. But the answers to those questions really do not matter if you don't have a mindset that's really going to support you in a productive way towards the relationship that you actually want. So 
mindset is, you know, it's basically it's a combination of your beliefs, your trauma, your experiences, your conditioning, just your habitual way of thinking and seeing the world. And so when it comes to love, you can think about, all right, what is the conditioning that I've absorbed? You know, what are the messages that I've gotten? What's the trauma that I've experienced? You know, what are the beliefs I have, the fears I have around love? Understanding those is really, really important because that's how you can start to recognize the ways in which those beliefs, all of those experiences, all of that conditioning might be working against you, right? And so, you know, I talk about love blocks a lot, right? And the six most common love blocks I see are basically a love block is part of your mindset, but it's also once you start to shift your mindset, then you can really clear these love blocks much, much, much faster. You know, the number one love block that I would say is fearing rejection. And I see that so much. I see people fearing rejection and that shows up in so many ways. It can show up as I'm not going to date at all and completely just, you know, take myself out of the running to protect myself. Some people fear rejection in that kind of manifestation of it. For other people, it's not that they don't date. It's not that they don't get into relationships, but they are constantly worried that, you know, my partner is going to reject me. Right. And then there are people who are in a dating stage where they are when they go into dates because they're so fearful of rejection. Now their goal when they go on a date, when they're meeting people is I just want this person to like me. And that's the goal. It's not about I want to see if we like each other. I want to see if I like them. It's about focusing on what the other person thinks of you. And the challenge of that is that, first of all, it doesn't feel good. It's not a successful way to get into a, a healthy relationship. But also it's what that then does is it stops you from being your authentic self because now everything you're saying or doing is going through this filter of, well, what's this person going to think of it? And you decide in your judgment that, you know, they're going to think that the real you, any part of the real you is somewhat undesirable, then you're going to hold that back. And that harms you. And that certainly does not put you in a solid foundation to build a truly connected relationship, a true love relationship, because in a true love relationship, you need to have vulnerability. And that's because that's what creates true intimacy, right? And you need to have emotional safety. So that ability to be able to express your emotions to your partner and vice versa. So fearing rejection is something that can really, really stop you in your tracks when it comes to moving forward. Because I truly believe that the relationship that you want, the true love relationship that you desire is 100% possible for you. I truly, truly believe this. I believe that your work at this point and your love journey, and if you're still listening to this, then this must be resonating with you on some level. At this point in your love journey, your work is to clear the blocks, any obstacles that are standing in between you and love. And it's not that you have to 100% clear everything and be super perfect and never fear rejection ever again. No. But the more you can bring your awareness to it, and start to shift your mindset because I say, and you probably have heard me say if you listen to this podcast, rejection isn't real, right? That's a concept that I personally adopted for myself years ago because I realized in dating that I was fearing rejection. I was feeling easily rejected. And then I started to just think about, well, hold on a second. I'm calling this rejection. I'm making this about me not being good enough in some way. But what if it's just we're not a match? 
What if it's just, I'm looking for a relationship and he's not, and so he doesn't want to waste my time? Whatever the story may be, even if someone's just not into you, you're not their type, like they're not attracted to me or whatever, why am I calling that rejection? Rejection is an emotion, and your emotions are valid, but they're not facts. So you're calling it, by labeling something as rejection, you are, it creates shame, really. So there's a shameful emotional heaviness that accompanies that feeling of quote unquote rejection. So once I understood that, I was like, okay, I need to shift my mindset around rejection. Instead of being afraid of being rejected, what if I just decided that rejection isn't real? And the whole point here is for me to find someone who he and I both want to be together and we want to have the same kind of relationship and we are into each other. And that's it. I'm not going to label anything else as rejection. So that's the first one that I see. Number two is pessimism. And that's just general cynicism, worry, fear, lack of belief that you're actually going to have the relationship that you want to have, right? So this is on full display in our society, certainly on social media. I just saw a tweet last night from a woman that I know who I respect a lot. And she is, uh, she writes a lot about dating and her dating journey. And, you know, she just had this whole tweet thread last night that was like, you know, complaining about this guy, complaining about this guy, complaining about that guy. And then, you know, ending with, and this is why I'm still single and I might always be single. And my heart really went out because I understand that sentiment. I understand that feeling so much and I have so much empathy for that. However, I also know that it's really, really, really important to start to heal that fear that it's not going to happen to you. Because if, if you're not able to heal that fear, now you have, you know, that belief becomes your reality because of your mindset. Because what our mindset is, it's, you know, like I said, it's the lens, it's the filter through which we experience things. And that's not just some like objective thing. This is our emotions, right? So this is how we emotionally respond to things. This is how our subconscious mind is activated, you know, and our subconscious mind is 90%, by the way, of your mind, you know, only your logical brain is only 10%. Your conscious awareness, right, is only 10%. So all the rest of you, and it's a lot of you, is playing out all of these beliefs in real time in your life. And your mindset is kind of the manifestation of that, right? As I said earlier, it's a manifestation of those beliefs and those fears. And so when you have a mindset that supports you, so if you have a mindset that says, even though I don't know where this person is or how I'm going to meet them, I choose to believe that love is possible for me. If you can start to cultivate that, not as a way of just overriding the pessimism, but just at least to consider that possibility, consider the possibility that maybe you're, even though you feel this way, even though you've had a lot of experiences that, you know, quote unquote, validate or confirm these feelings, what if you were able to see it in a different light? You wouldn't have the same reaction to it emotionally. It wouldn't feel the same way if you were able to shift your mindset. And trust me, it won't feel the same way when you shift your mindset. And when it doesn't feel the same way, then the old story of I'm never going to have it and it's never going to happen for me or it's too late or if it would, you know, if it was going to happen, it would have happened by now or all men are trash or all women are trash or whatever the that pessimistic belief is. Those beliefs cannot continue to exist if you don't have the emotional confirmation of them, right? You don't, your emotions don't kick in and say yes and, and co-sign those beliefs. So when you start to shift your mindset, you'd start to diminish that emotional reaction, 
to the fears and then they just have less power over you. So it's an incredible thing. And I have done this. I'm telling you, I went from someone who was so avoidant because I really just felt fundamentally like I was just unattractive. I just felt like I was unattractive to men, not as a person. I mean, I, I've always had guy friends. So, and actually that was part of the story. It was like, oh, guys love me. They love to be my friend and tell me about all the women that they're in love with. I mean, and that was really my life for many years, really close guy friends. And I'm getting the blow by blow of every single, you know, person they're dating and just feeling like, why is this an experience that I'm just not having? <laughs> Right. And so that was something that I got stuck in there for a long time. And then luckily I started to question. I started to say, well, maybe there's something I can do here. Maybe this isn't just about me being, you know, fundamentally undesirable in some way. Maybe this is actually there's something else going on here. And that's what I just encourage you to consider. Maybe there's something else going on here and you don't have all of the answers. You don't have it all figured out. You don't know exactly why you haven't met that person yet or why you have that dating pattern or why even trying to date feels so scary to you. Even if you don't exactly know every single why, you can at least start to consider the possibility that you don't have to feel that way and you won't always feel that way. So that's two. And then the third one is feeling unworthy. So this is just the feeling that you are somehow unworthy of having what you want. And I've talked a lot about worthiness in this podcast. I won't go too deep into it because it's such a long conversation in and of itself. But it's important to understand that our belief in our worthiness is not something that exists in our rational, logical minds, because our rational, logical minds, it's very easy to say, hell yes, I think I'm worthy. Why wouldn't I be? But then when you actually start to look at your life in an area like money or love or your health or your career or friendship or whatever part of your life it is, you start to look at it and by really looking at the results, right, the outcomes, you can start to see, hmm, maybe if I truly believed I was worthy of having something, it would activate something within me that that thing would be coming into my life. So the absence of it maybe that means something. Maybe it means something that I actually have control over. So maybe, and I'll, I'll use money as an example, and there's a lot of great correlations between love and money and how they're really tied to self-worth and there's so much conditioning and shame and societal you know, expectation and judgment. So money and love are very closely linked. And so no surprise, as I've had a long love journey, I've also had a long money journey. And you know, for many years, it wasn't that I couldn't make money because that actually my story was I can always make money. That was something that I believed about money since I was 12 because I started working when I was 12 and I've never stopped since. So I always had this belief that I could work and I could make money. And I thought for a long time, this is a really positive money mindset. It's a belief that I can always work and always make money. Like that's good. That's a good thing. But then I realized, well, I had all these other beliefs, right? That if I had a lot of money, then I wouldn't know what to do with it. And I would, I was fearful that I would squander it. And I had these other beliefs that, you know, it didn't matter for me to take care of the money that I had because, you know, I can always make more, right? And so there was all of these other things that I had to start to unpack. And once I drew my attention to those things, then I was like, oh, wait a second. If I truly believed I was worthy of having financial abundance and security and, you know, having all of my needs met, the needs of my family and all of that, if I truly believed I was worthy of that, wouldn't my financial situation look different? Not that I would be a billionaire necessarily, but wouldn't I have less debt? Wouldn't I have more savings? Wouldn't I 
you know, be really honoring and in caring for the money that I have and investing it? And wouldn't I maybe be buying things that really enriched my life versus things that are more about status and look at what I have, right? So all of these things, when I when you really start to interrogate it, it's like, hmm, maybe there's something here. So the great news about self-worth is that really your feelings of self-worth really follow the actions of self-worth. So beginning to behave as though, you know, to the best of your ability, right? What would I do if I truly believed I was worthy of having this thing? Because if you truly believed you're worthy of having this thing, then you would at least investigate it, right? You would at least take the time to make sure, right? But once you start to take those actions, and even though it's not about taking a perfect action, but starting to ask yourself that question, okay, what would I do if I believed I was worthy of this? The more you take those actions, the more the feelings catch up. So the feelings really follow actions when it comes to unworthiness or when it comes to, well, both when it comes to worthiness. So if you continue to behave in ways that are coming from a feeling or fear of unworthiness, then you're going to continue to deepen your belief in your unworthiness. So feelings really follow actions. Then the fourth thing is self-judgment, right? So self-judgment, that is that lack of compassion that's criticizing yourself, that's beating yourself up, all of that negative self-talk, really, really part of being human. And but that is another love block. Because if you're constantly judging yourself, then what you're doing is you're creating shame. And once you create shame, now you have a whole other problem. So here you are, you are a single person and you want to be in a true love relationship. Awesome. So now, okay, I want to be in this relationship. Where am I in my life? Where do I want to be? And what steps can I take to get myself closer there, right? Like that's something you can approach in a very, very proactive way, right? That's what I do, right? As a love coach, that's what I help my clients do. Approach that in a very proactive way that just moves you forward and gets you there faster, right? Now, but if you're judging yourself, so say you're going, oh, I can't believe I'm 40. I thought I would be married with three kids by now. I'm still single. There's no one in sight. Like I'm so embarrassed. I can't believe this is happening to me. I just never, I failed, Okay. Now, all of that negative self-talk, all of that judgment, that turns into shame. So now it's not just you, a person on your love journey, trying to figure out how to get closer to that true love relationship. Now you're trapped in a shame fog. And when you're in a shame fog, you cannot see clearly. You can't see clearly through the fog. And so it is going to look to you because you don't understand that you can't see clearly. You're going to be like, I get it, you know all people are this or everyone's a liar or I always get rejected or you know everyone I date is emotionally unavailable and doesn't want commitment or I'm always getting taken advantage of that's all you're going to be able to see in the shame fog you're not going to be able to see wait what are the ways in which I have been unconsciously making choices that have led me into the situation over and over and over again so once you start to be more compassionate towards yourself and that's a huge mindset shift to start to really shift and move towards self-compassion, giving yourself that grace, forgiving yourself, just letting go of the judgment, okay? Even if you're like, you know what, I suck. Pretty sure I suck here, but you know what? I'm just gonna give myself a break for a moment because I wanna be able to see through the shame fog. <laughs> so this isn't about like, you gotta make everything Pollyanna and now do a million positive affirmations. I'm not a fan of positive affirmations if you haven't already had the realization. Positive affirmations are great to reinforce something that you've already really had that aha to believe. But if you're not there and believing it, a positive affirmation, in my opinion, isn't going to do you any good. So, but anyway, getting back to self-compassion, though, it's just about saying, realizing everyone deserves compassion. All humans deserve compassion. We were all newborn babies once, and I think we can agree newborn babies deserve compassion. 
right? And so what happens is that we're often we're able to have compassion for babies and young children and but then the older you get the less compassion the more judgment the more you shouldn't make mistakes you should have had this figured out by now you should be this you should be that all of those things right all of those judgments take us further away from that compassion that we all actually deserve so you are no exception you deserve compassion so really cultivating that self-compassion is powerful 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 practice and then the fifth is really being closed off, you know, more avoidant, right? Having that real fear of vulnerability, having that fear of letting people see you, see the real you, having that fear of what's going to happen if somebody gets to know the real you, right? See you for who you really are. Any of those fears, and they're very, very natural and they're very universal. Everyone can relate to all of these. We can all relate to all of them in some part of our lives and more often in many parts of our lives, right? So that fear is so, it's so understandable. However, you cannot have true intimacy without vulnerability. So the mindset shift of, okay, I understand that I feel this way. I'm not judging myself for how I feel. I also know that my feelings aren't facts. And so I'm going to stay open to the possibility that what I actually want is possible for me. I'm going to stay open to the possibility that I can actually grow in my ability to be more vulnerable. I'm going to stay open to the possibility that there are people in this world who, if they saw the real me, they would love the real me. So it's really important to see, like I said, the block and then how you can start to shift it in your mind because that mindset shift is so, so, so powerful. And then the last one, and it's kind of a, you know, it's, I've, I've touched on it a little bit already, but it's really just a lack of gratitude for yourself and for your journey. So a lot of, you know, that judgment of like, uh, you know, I, I work with clients, some of my clients, they are like these incredible, you know, creative, talented, just like incredible people. Like they've just got great ideas and passion and, you know, they do these great things in the world or they just, I see the beauty and the amazingness of them, right? And they so often are just like, well, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Just like they don't want to give themselves credit for anything. They're just like, well, I'm just really disappointed that I haven't found that relationship yet. And because of that, they're like discounting everything else they've done in their lives, you know? So I'm like, oh my God, you just had this amazing career opportunity or you just, you know, finished this incredible project. And they're like, oh yeah, thanks, cool. But you know, (sighs) you know, that's that. (laughs) And there's no gratitude. There's no, you know, self-gratitude, right? There's not, that mindset is one in which you can't see the ways in which all of the things that you're doing are great. You can't see the ways in which all the experiences that you've had have lessons to teach you. And if you are able to look at those lessons and be grateful for those lessons, that's going to make your life better today. And it's going to make it easier for you to be in a love attracting mindset where, I mean, if you just think about it, right, just imagine just energetically, are you more drawn to the person who's like, everything sucks, my life sucks, you know, it's yeah, nothing counts, everything sucks, it's terrible. Are you going to be energetically more drawn to that person? Are you going to be energetically more drawn to the person who's like, you know, Throughout the challenges of my life, you know, I'm just really grateful that I was able to weather them and learn lessons and move forward. And, you know, I'm just I want to live the best life I can. And so I really try to be gentle with myself, be compassionate towards myself and, you know, try to do better energetically, which do you think is going to be more attractive, right? Because that's like the energy, the vibe that you get from someone. I know that I certainly 
when I was younger, I was so focused because we're so trained as women in this culture. I think it's better now, but <laughs> my generation, not so great. But we're so trained as women in our culture to be so hyper-focused on, you know, being in a relationship, to being chosen by a man. And, you know, that's like, you know, you can be smart, you can be successful, you can be all these things, but mostly you just need to be beautiful and attractive enough to be chosen by a man. That's basically the messaging. I mean, I didn't get that message like directly from my parents or anything like that, but I got it from the culture at large, right? That's a lot of messaging that we get. So it took a long time for me to understand that to me, if a guy didn't like me, I was like, oh, it's because I'm not pretty enough. You know, that was where I always went. I didn't realize that I just didn't have good energy I didn't have inviting energy. I had so much fear and self-judgment and feelings of unworthiness. And I was so, I wasn't grateful for myself and I was closed off. I mean, all of these things that I'm talking about, I can relate. <laughs> I have been there. And I didn't understand at that time that people who had the mindset that I actually wished that I had, that they were not going to be attracted to me. They could look at me and be like, she's the most beautiful woman I've ever seen, but they're still not trying to date me because the vibe is not right. You know, the frequency is not right. So we can really, 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 really drastically underestimate the importance of our mindset and our emotion and our energy in terms of what, who and what is going to be attracted to us. So these mindset shifts, instead of judging yourself, judging your journey, feeling, you know, ungrateful for who you are and what you've accomplished, if you start to realize, well, what if everything is in perfect timing? What if actually every experience that I've had has made me into the person that I am today and who that is, is actually amazing. What if you could start to say, realize like, well, you know what? I know I thought I was going to be in a relationship by now, but when I think about it, the kind of relationship I would have gotten in, in the mindset that I was in, isn't actually a relationship that would have sustained me. That was not a relationship I was likely to last. And if it did, it would not have been a happy one. So maybe I should be grateful that I had all those experiences that showed me that, that taught me those lessons. So now I can actually move forward towards the love that I want versus fearing that I'm never going to have it. So if you can start to shift your mindset into that, into trusting, it is a leap of faith. I understand that. And I know that that's not always easy, but that leap of faith is so powerful. And when you make it, it is actually life-changing, like actually. <laughs> So that's why I'm speaking so passionately about it, because your mindset matters so, so, so much. So if there's anything that you're struggling with in your dating journey and your love journey, I really encourage you to stop for a moment and to go back, take a step back. It's your mindset. What am I fearing? What are my thoughts about this? Write them down. What are you thinking about dating? What are the thoughts that most frequently go through your head? When you think about love, when you think about relationships, when you think about yourself in relation to those things. And I know, by the way, this can be a scary exercise because you don't even want to face those thoughts. I understand that. But once you do, then you can get it out on paper and then you can say, wow, is this what I want to believe? Because we're really good at making ourselves right about whatever it is that we truly believe on a subconscious level. So just as believing what you don't want makes you really good at preventing yourself from getting what you don't want. But if you actually believe that you can have what you want, then all of your emotions, all of your subconscious and your logical, you know, rational conscious thought now is all working together to get you what you want. So 
that is so, so important. And that's why I talk about this. I talk about belief. And by the way, when I started coaching, I was all about the texting and the flirting. And this is what you say in your dating profile. I was all about that when I started coaching because I didn't know yet. I didn't know yet that you can't just teach people that without really doing this deeper work if you want them to really be successful. So I thought that like, oh, well, I can just teach people how to do this and they'll do what I say. But I was like, wait, why is this so hard? Why is this not always connecting, right? Why is there this resistance to showing up and being authentic? Why is there this fear of rejection like clouding everything? And like, I was like, okay, we got to work at all of that stuff if any of the actions are actually going to yield the results that they want. Like I said, for myself personally, I have done this work and I've done it obviously with my clients. And I really, really encourage you to start to examine what it is that you believe is possible for yourself in love and really start to challenge that belief if it's one that doesn't serve you. If, you, if it's a good belief and it's working for you and you're like, yeah, this is my ideal love belief, then amazing. But if there's anything there that you're like, hmm, maybe it would be beneficial to believe something that's more empowering, right? So just maybe I'm going to be open to that possibility. Don't try to go right to overriding the belief. Just consider that possibility. I know it sounds so simple, but it's so, so powerful. All right. So I hope this was helpful, guys. Two other things I want to mention before I wrap it up here today. So number one, the doors of the True Love Society are open. The True Love Society is my new online community, and I just launched it a couple weeks ago, and it's already a place that I'm so proud of and I'm so excited about, and the members are really starting to interact and support each other, and I really want to build this community to be something incredible and really special and you know we're doing live events inside of there there's videos there's lots of resources i'm going to be doing some workshops going to start a book club there's going to be yoga meditation i'm working towards bringing all of these things to the platform so we're building it together and i would love 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 for you to join us so if you go to the truelovesociety.com very easy the truelovesociety.com you can sign up it's only ten dollars a month and you can cancel at any time so you can come in, you know, do some videos, get some support, have some events. And if you're like, not for me, then you can cancel it and you've paid $10. But hopefully, you know, you're really going to connect with the community and, you know, want to stay and grow with us. So visit us at thetruelovesociety.com. So there's that. And then the last thing is to just remind you, if you haven't already, subscribe to the podcast rated the podcast please do so now i'd really really appreciate it thank you so much to all of you who have thank you to all of you who've written reviews i see you i appreciate you thank you so very much and if you haven't done that yet i still appreciate you but please do rate and review the podcast and um well actually you don't even have to review it that's extra credit if you subscribe and you rate it you can just tap five stars hit subscribe super easy peasy so thank you for that thank you in advance I see you guys all around the world listening to the show. I appreciate you so much. And I really hope that you are finding it valuable. Stay in touch with me on Instagram. I'm at Dear Franny and at Dear Franny Podcast. And again, join us inside of the True Love Society. Okay, have a beautiful day, everyone. I'll talk to you soon. Bye.